Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by ESS Dental Solutions, the nation's leading platform for outsourced dental billing and other services. All of the guests are winners of ESS Top Practice Award, who share their experiences, best practices, and what sets them apart in their communities. Their opinions and recommendations are their own, and you should consult with your own professional advisors with respect to your own practice. Welcome everyone to today's episode of our How We Did It podcast featuring our Top Practice Award winners. I'm thrilled to introduce Dr. Cedric McDonald of Victory Dental Center. Thank you for joining me today and setting aside some time in your busy schedule to spend with me to talk about your practice. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. So we can jump right into the questions. I'd love to learn a little bit more about you and your practice and how you got to where you are today. So if you don't mind starting by telling me a little bit about yourself, what brought you into dentistry, and what your journey in the dental industry has looked like. Okay, all right, let's jump right in. Okay, so um, I've always wanted to be a dentist. Um, uh, I've had great dentists growing up, um, being from a small town like Lancaster, South Carolina. Um, we, We had some good role models there, so it was kind of easy to follow into the the path of the people that came before me. And so what I used to do, I would, uh, during my breaks from uh, undergrad at Clemson University, I would come home and shadow at both offices because I had a couple mentors at both offices. And so I would just alternate and just kind of, you know, any time I had, you know, during the day I would, I would mentor, I mean, I would go there, work as a dental assistant, um, you know, basically did whatever they needed me to do. And uh, then at night I would work a part-time summer job. So uh, they kind of kept me busy. Uh, But eventually, you know, I went to dental school. I graduated in 2007 uh, from Howard University and then completed a one-year residency at UNC Chapel Hill. And uh, from there, I worked two years at a public health uh, dental facility in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and by that time I was ready to, to come out and, uh, open up my practice. So I've been a practice owner since 2010 in Indianland, South Carolina, which is a suburb of Charlotte. And, uh, I've been an owner there for 13 years. Uh, so, uh, that's kind of been my journey thus far. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. I love how you started by saying you had some really great dentists growing up. So does that mean that you've always wanted to be a dentist? Yes. Yes. It, it, it was. So, so the, the funny thing is it was either going to be a dentist or an OBGYN. And back then, since I'm a little older, uh, it was more advantageous to be a dentist then because you really had banker's hours, but, uh, and babies come when they want to. So I'm pretty sure, you know, my hours would have been a little crazier then, but now the, the industry has changed so much that you, you know, the, you can work a nine to five, uh, office, but you're not going to maximize uh, your your business and your profits. And so I'm into maximizing my business and profits. So I, my hours are a little unorthodox, but uh, I see the numbers paying off. So uh, I'm cool with that. So um, said all that to say, I'm working harder than I thought I would have when I made that decision 20 something years ago. <laughs> sure, sure. 
All right. Well, you mentioned that you are from a small town. So how does your practice serve your surrounding community and how do you differentiate yourself from other practices? Uh, we're serving in, in, in various you know, capacities. So, you know, we are open, you know, to everyone. So uh, starting from me and my staff, we're, we're a, a very diverse staff from all walks of life. Um, from a hours of operation standpoint, we're open from seven to seven and on, on the weekends. Uh, and what differentiates my practice is that I uh, actually do a lot of procedures that maybe some of my colleagues don't venture into. And that comes from a lot of continuing education uh, experience and just uh, doing some things to, to develop a niche for yourself. Sure. That's awesome. So along the same lines of what differentiates yourself from other practices, what does a top practice mean to you? Obviously, eAssist is recognizing your practice as a top practice, and we want to honor that. Um, but if you could speak a little bit to why you think your practice is a top practice. Uh, I think it goes beyond just the, the financial, the, the balance sheet, right? Sure. So uh, it, it starts with, number one, having a vision. Uh, you have to see yourself successful and you have to believe yourself as being successful and being a successful practitioner, but, have, but believing that you're a, a successful practice, because a lot of times we, we are our biggest detractors and big, big biggest critics. Uh, and that's always a good sign to me, because it means that you're not satisfied where you are and you're always looking to grow and evolve into something bigger and better, whatever that is to you. Uh, sec second, uh, secondly, um, I would think the staff uh, would be a mirror of what a successful practice is. You know, one of the biggest things I would say that, you know, a lot of your patients are like, oh man, you know, uh, you're having a lot of staff changes or, you know, a lot of people, you know, they weren't here last time. And, and I think that just speaks to how things used to be. I mean, you know, from our, our, our parents' generation, they used to get one job and stay the whole time, but that's not the dynamic of, of our society right now. So that's been one of the biggest challenges, but if you have a good culture, establish a good culture, establish good systems, and let the people run the systems, uh, that doesn't mean you're gonna be bulletproof, but it's gonna make sure that if someone decides to leave, that you'll be able to kind of recruit to the person and, and implement them into your practice uh, and, and keep the show going. For sure, I think that's so important how you talked about just staying up with the fluctuating trends within the workforce and really having that solid culture to back your practice. That's awesome. So obviously we are partnered through eAssist and eAssist helps the practice on the back end. I'm curious to know how having eAssist has impacted your practice and maybe even helped you to obtain the top practice that you speak of. So uh, I would say I, I actually have heard of eAssist uh, before uh, but we, we pretty much had a good handle on, you know, filing claims and things of that nature. But we had some things happen in late 2021 where it was to the point where it was like, okay, do you sit here and try to figure everything else out, try to comb through everything, or I can hire someone that does this all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, it probably took about a good six months for everything to kind of get to a, a smooth uh, pathway uh, because they were just uncovering a whole bunch of things that just went unaddressed. 
and right. not followed up on. And I appreciate the reports, the consistency, the feedback and the communication from ESIS. So it's, it's been a good dynamic uh, that, that's been unfolding. And let me give a shout out to Arnold and Nadine because they're really great and do not take them away from me. Do not promote them up anywhere. You can pay them more money, but don't take them away from me, okay? Awesome, that's exactly what we love to hear. Thank you for sharing that. I will definitely get that message to them as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so this brings me to our final question for today. Mm-hmm. Being a provider that has an established office and a great culture, not only for your patients, but your team too, if you were having a conversation with a provider who was just coming out of dental school, who has fresh eyes into, you know, where do I go from here? What would be your advice for implementing a practice of their own or even taking it to that next level, a top practice? Uh, what I'm seeing, a lot of the, the graduates that are coming out of school, they're not wanting to be practice owners. I would say it's a slim margin that do. And the ones that do, um, I think they're being told some things that are not really true. <laughs> you know, the expectations are set so high. With, you know, you have professors telling you things in school like, hey, when you get out, you should do blah, 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 blah. But a lot of the times those professors are not working in private practice. They're working in an educational environment and, and they're just looking at numbers, right? Yeah. So you know, going through dental school, it's an experience in itself. And one of the biggest things you, you learn is good work ethic, especially, you know, falling back on what we're talking about, having a transient workforce, you have to be able to pick up the pieces when everything is not ideal. And mostly mm-hmm. every day, it's not going to be ideal. I don't care how good you think you are. You know, somebody's going to fall off the schedule or somebody's going to call out sick. You know, I, I told my staff about a month ago, I said, listen, I will give you guys a bonus if we can get everyone to work two straight weeks without being out. And it's, it hasn't happened yet. And it's not because they're just calling out. You know, people get sick, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so with that being said, you have to be able to operate amidst of chaos, even though you don't create the chaos. You have to be able to still have the focus in mind and be a great leader and tell everyone, say, hey, listen, uh, you have to pull in the same direction regardless of what's going on. And if you can communicate that to your staff and uh, and even to your patients, you know, they're, they're understanding. Um, and that would be my biggest advice uh, because a lot of them go to a lot of your corporations uh, and, and, and which are fine, you know, they're given the security of the money, but, you know, after a while they don't stay there long because they're still feeling that void of, hey, I want to have my own ownership I want to you know run things my way and when you get on this side of it it's a different ball game you don't have the venture capital money behind mm-hmm. you to just throw money at everything you know money doesn't solve all problems you know so you, you have to get in and really dig in and, and, and make sure it's something you really want to do for sure thank you for sharing that I think that's a really profound message about leadership that will resonate with our audience well mm-hmm. okay Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And again, congratulations on that top practice award. Thank you so much. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions, a platform dedicated to helping dentists get paid faster and get paid more. Dental insurance billing services provided through the eAssist platform can relieve your dental insurance headaches, get your over 90 insurance receivables near zero, 
and help you collect 100% of what you are rightfully owed by insurance companies. To learn more about how the eAssist platform can help your practice or to schedule a free consultation, please visit dentalbilling.com.